0: Hi guys, good morning. It's so nice to be back with you. I'm Merle and I'm from Ferrilio. And today I am QuickBooks's Ask the Expert. So welcome to Ask the Expert. This is a daily series that runs from 8.30 to 9 a.m. And it's all designed to help you, small businesses across the UK ask any questions in the comment or use hashtag Cube8, QBATE, on Twitter. And that's how we'll scoop up everything that you want to know. And I will do my best to get those answers to you. If you need any more advice, then join the official Intuit QuickBooks small business community group on Facebook. This is where the conversation is at and it's where the experts uh, accountants and business experts across the UK are there 24-7 to give you more advice and support. QuickBooks also have a brilliant, dedicated COVID-19 information site. Just go to QuickBooks's website, scroll down a little bit um, and click on the big Learn More button uh, under the header, support for you and your business during COVID-19. It's a great collection of pragmatic advice all the sorts of answers uh, that are being asked by the community packaged up and presented to you. So it's hugely relevant. Don't miss the opportunity to grab that knowledge. And knowledge is what this is all about, right? I was reflecting since I was last back with you guys on just how much has happened. It's incredible, isn't it? I've been talking to students who are, Studying entrepreneurship, business studies, students who are about to do that, who aren't quite sure what the future holds for them now with their university courses or indeed what happens after university. I've been talking to startups seeking funding and all the challenges that come with that. We've got managers feeling really stressed, teams under huge pressure to manage with limited resources, staff on furlough, and difficult decisions to make. So mental health and well-being, looking after not just our team, but also our managers has been a big theme of the moment. We've had extensions, obviously, to the government's furlough schemes uh, and to the self-employed schemes. Erin and I, Erin Patrick, who I know you guys know very well, one of my favorite experts, one of QuickBooks Ask the Experts, Um, we've been tracking each other. I feel like I'm in some kind of weird relationship with Aaron very frequently at 11.30 at night. He and I on the email trying to work out what does this mean? What are the ramifications of this? Do we need another blog or an infographic to, to guide the community? So lots of conversations with Aaron. I know he's back with you guys next week with more to share on that. He is one of my favorite experts, as I say. Shops are reopening. Some schools are going back, Quite not quite as much as... We thought they might do, but there's been a huge amount of change. We've got loans in place for some businesses, others not getting what they need and having yet again to scramble to find other means to survive. Forgotten Limited still remains a serious issue. And guys, I am speaking to folks about you. You're you're not forgotten as far as I'm concerned or as, as far as a lot of our community are concerned. We are still continuing to shout loud for the support that is so important. To you guys. Other than Erin, who else have I been speaking to? Well, um, I've been speaking to a lot of people, capturing huge amounts of information um, in the last few weeks. We've been talking to Lou Lee. I don't know if you guys know Lou Lee, but she is the author of an amazing book called Dear Female Founder, which is this wonderful collection of letters from entrepreneurs around the world, um, essentially saying, I wish I'd known this when I started out, or I wish I'd known this when I hit. A particularly difficult uh, time in running my business, here's what I would have told myself. Here's what I hope you'll learn from it. It's a beautiful collection of letters. So we've been cherry picking some of the advice and some of her favorite letters, but also talking to her about the future of networks and communities. It feels like in times where we've all gone digital and virtual, that we're looking to build and network in a very different way. So we got Lou to get out the crystal ball and do a little bit of gazing about, you know, the future of co-work spaces, um, how you build a network, how you grow a network when it's not so easy to sit down and have a cup of coffee. It's, you know, it's the cups of coffee. It's the corridor conversations. It's those bumping into someone at an event moments that quite often trigger those magic collaborative um, moments and opportunities and the ideas that come from that. How are we all actually Managing without that, so lots of lots of conversations with with Lou around that. We've been evaluating sales strategy, and how you sprint back to sales success with Action Coach. So Action Coach are a fantastic network of coaches across the UK. Sales strategy is one thing that they are really good at. So we've been um, mercilessly interrogating them. Creating some infographics for the community. You can find all of this on Perilio's blog site. We've also been speaking to lots of you. We've got this lovely series that I am very, very passionate about called Small Business Heroes. Um, and it's actually taking the learnings from so many businesses across the UK saying, what did you do? What worked? What didn't work? How did you change? How did you adapt? Pulling that into um, relatively short interviews, but each one of them is packed with the story of those businesses, what they did and what their advice would be to others who may be thinking of doing the same thing or have done the same thing, but might want to share some of those learnings. So the small business heroes that have emerged from this period are really, truly inspirational, but also giving huge amounts of value back to, to everyone else. So if you're interested in, in hearing about what other people have been doing, that's a great place to go and uh, discover a bit more We've been talking about social media. So one of our experts, Helen Burness from Saltmarsh Marketing, has been doing a social media masterclass. All those things that we probably need to catch up on. So where we're taking the shortcuts or missing an opportunity, that's all bundled up in a a very energetic um, webinar-style session. Again, you can find it on Frilio's blog site. One of my favorite discussions from the period has been with Um, Alex Till. Now, Alex is the chairman of the National Enterprise Network, and he obviously is really well connected. He's been talking to lots of different businesses across the country. We did a a sentiment survey with the National Enterprise uh, Network recently. We interviewed him about what he's hearing, the ideas that they've got, what the National Enterprise Network is doing. Um, He is a bundle of energy. He's got terrific wit, but also huge value to share. We talked to him about the mindset change that that businesses are going through, particularly Alex's advice is don't be afraid to be more childlike. You know, be more curious, be prepared to experiment, be prepared to go out there and just see what happens. But also don't be afraid to get back into the saddle. Take the baby steps. It's going to be hard for, for many of us getting back to business, getting back to where we were before. But actually, you know, we won't know until we've tried. So take the baby steps. Don't be alarmed if something doesn't quite work on one particular day. Keep at it. Keep going um, and give yourself permission to be more childlike. We can get it wrong. It doesn't matter. We can make a mess. It doesn't matter. As long as we're broadly doing things for all the right reasons and we're staying values led, it's still all about the customers and the people that we surround ourselves with. then ultimately, you know what? That's how we get back to business and that's how we rediscover the ambition that uh, the UK's small business community is so famous for. Um, So that was a really heartwarming interview but again great pieces of wisdom from Alex, huge advice to to our community. I really loved that one. Um, We've been looking at health and safety obviously because we all now need to be COVID secure in the workplace and um, my obsession with toilets and being told when to go pee yet again features in some of our videos, but some really serious advice um, in how we can do that. Uh, Lighthouse Freelios experts have given us some great checklists. In fact, there's a wonderful risk assessment template that you can work your way through. It's applicable to most businesses. Um, And you can just tick off those bits and pieces that the government says that we need to do, but your teams and your customers will equally expect you to do. It's a great way to make sure you're not dropping the ball. And the Lighthouse crew are... Um, a real joy. They just get it. They do it every single day for so many businesses up and down the country, from manufacturers and factories to nurseries and shops, um, and obviously offices too. So um, I I love it. I have learned so much from these guys, I can't tell you. So what else have we been talking about? Well, (laughs) we've been talking about um, just the general sense of progress and opportunity that's come out of this period. I think it's really interesting actually learning from different people across the water too. I've had some very interesting conversations with people abroad who were saying, this is what we've done in our country. This is how it works for us. So I think sometimes learning from others, really learning from others, it's not just a superficial press report, but it's actually talking about how did you manage this? What did your office look like? Where did you put your tills? How did you manage the footfall in and out of your shop is super, super helpful for anybody, by the way, who is running a shop and wants to control the footfall in and out of it. Do check out the guys at Appointed. Now, they have a double D on the end of their name if you're looking them up on the Internet, Appointed. But they've got a fabulous booking system that any client, any of your customers um, it can actually go on to really super simply. You can integrate it with your websites, your Facebook pages, etc. And you can manage getting people through, getting that connections, even starting it off before you're ready to open. I definitely advise checking out Appointed too. It's uh, my moment to ask questions. I've been told I can get into the questions. So my first question uh, is from Aaron <laughs> from Facebook Live B. Thank you for your question, Aaron it um, it's just great to see Merle back. I'm super excited. Erin and I have a secret project that I'm hoping we can talk to you guys about uh, sometime very soon. But his question is, on reflection of everything that's happened over the past three months, what one takeaway stands out for, or what have you learned about small businesses during this crisis? Just one. I've learned that I'm really proud to be part of this community Frio is my third startup, but my first fully independently owned. And it takes serious guts to run a business. It takes even more courage to keep going. So many of us go to bed each night with the knowledge it's not just our mortgage and our future and our reputations at stake, but it's those of every single other person who chooses to join us and work with us and who trusts us to look after them. This whole period where, So many of us are having to talk to our staff about what this means for them, whether they've got job security, whether business life is going to look the same in three to six to nine months is, you know, a challenge that none of us have had to face, not not on this scale. And I've learned that this community has the answers to almost everything we need to know. So the power of a network, the strength of this community, its determination, its sort of hashtag defiance, not defeat mentality is much, much stronger actually than even I had appreciated. I think, you know, we've all been turned inside out um, during this period, but one thing I am most reflect on, I think, is just my pride at being surrounded by so many incredible people who really do give me inspiration every single day. Um, I've learned so many other things too, but I think that's the one standout factor for me. You know, you can chuck an awful lot at us Brits, but we will not be defeated and we will help each other to prevent our fellow peers being defeated too. And I think that is something really admirable, actually, the number of people helping Um, And preventing other people from from going down it it really stands out so my next question is Akua from Twitter DM Uh, and Akua says if my business won't survive COVID-19 what happens to my lease I have for one more year if I can't pay will I still have to pay or can I get out of it Oh, gosh, that's a question that so many of us are asking, Acua. I think much of it depends on the terms of of your lease and what kind of lease you've got. There will be break clauses, notice clauses, all sorts of provisions um, that the lease itself determines. And because the lease is the contract, it will very much depend on what you agreed in that particular document. So there's no hard and fast rule. There are some government provisions um, that may, or legal provisions, that may be um, implied or bound into your lease that might give you some abilities to terminate your lease early. It will depend on the type of lease that you've got. Um, I'm assuming it's a commercial lease rather than a residential lease, but you need to go back to the terms of the lease and look at that first. And if genuinely they don't help you, Accurate, then it's about having a conversation with your landlord and letting them know when you can what your position is, what your anxieties are, and whether the two of you can come to some kind of agreement. We've worked with quite a few uh, businesses recently who have needed to let go of their leases um, because of cash flow. They're not stopping business, but they are pulling back from premises or you know, deciding to work from home instead. There are agreements that you can reach with your landlord, and a good landlord will want to do things in a sensible, rational way. Uh, not panicked, not knee jerk and find out that, you know, they're chasing you for a rent that you can't pay. Uh, and they're also trying to find a new tenant in times where a lot of people are very anxious and nervous about taking on new premises. So if the lease doesn't help you, do come back to to conversing with your landlord. And there's a lot of advice on Frilio as well about those conversations if you need it. And if you're still stuck, reach out on live chat to, to us too, because we can always help connect you with others as well. Uh, Fran from Twitter DM. Hi Marley, it's nice to see another female CEO leading the way. I'm doing my best Fran, I'm not sure I'm leading. I think I'm wading through mud a lot of the time, but I'm doing my best. Um, Are there any learnings you can share that helped your journey which got you where you are today? I love this question. I think it comes back to, to network Fran. Make sure you are connected to great people. People make the magic happen. Um, And if you've got a great community of people around you who inspire you, who can support you, um, then actually, whenever you get stuck, rather than sitting there agonizing about, I should know this. Why don't I know this? Why does everyone else seem to know this? And I don't know how to do this. Your community, reaching out to your community and asking those questions means all the difference between hours of agonizing and possibly taking a risk and somebody saying to you, yeah, don't worry about that. It's this, or let me connect you with someone that can help you. So Build the best network that you can. Start as early as you can. Uh, Don't treat a network like an opportunity for hard sell or immediate, you know, give me, give me, give me. Go in there, have a conversation. Make sure that you're actually um, surrounded by people, that you're having real conversations. Give help where you can. Uh, Often give something before you ask for something. But the power of a network, I think, to anyone in business, and it doesn't change. It's particularly important when you start, but it doesn't become any less important. As you grow and you scale up, um, cultivate a really cool network so that you have always got people who have answers around you and who really believe in what you're doing. Um, Sometimes you'll be the only person in the room who believes and that's fine, particularly if you're a founder or a business owner. Sometimes you have to be the only person who believes and has that vision and sees beyond the everyday. But if you're surrounded by people who say, yeah, yeah," I'm in that boat all the time and I understand it, it will make you feel Um, a lot less lonely, a lot more empowered, um, and certainly more time efficient, trust me. (laughs) Um, Let's have a look at my next question. Axel from Facebook Messenger. Good morning. I've been furloughed since it was announced, and I started a small business on the side in my local area. So many people have done that with their furlough leave. Axel, good on you. I love it. It's actually taken off to the point where I want to continue. That's so, so awesome. I was wondering if I am legally allowed to have this side business, even though I am technically employed and on furlough. That's an amazing question. You're going to be asking that on behalf of a lot of people, Axel. Some of it, a little bit like the Lee's question earlier, will depend on what's written into your employment contract. Some employers will allow you to do a side hustle and other things as long as it doesn't interfere with um, your contracted working hours or it doesn't compete with um, the business that's employing you so that they're confident you're not kind of cannibalizing the IP of the business with what you're doing so a lot of it will depend on what the contract says um, and also on what this new side hustle activity is having said that contracts are just a document they are a a moment which anchors us all to to an agreed set of terms if you want to change those terms Have a chat with your employer and see whether they're going to be happy to to release you. Generally speaking, a good employer if you're not competing and it's not going to interfere with your working hours, or they're happy to reduce your working hours or make them more flexible to enable you to, to, to do that. Generally speaking, people will agree. I think you know, speaking as an employer of people who do have side hustles, and I love this, I encourage um, everyone on our team to to go do the stuff that, that they're passionate about and bring the knowledge and the skills and that excitement back to to Furilio too. Um, it's, it's a real bonus to have people that, that want to do that as long as we can still serve um, the needs of our business and we can still do what needs to be done. So I would love it if you came to me and said, um, I've got this side hustle and I want to do it. I'd probably hate it if you said you wanted to do that for four days a week and only work for me for one day a week. Um, but if it was the reverse, or if it doesn't impact your working hours at all, and it doesn't compete with the business, then I have to say I would I would really encourage you to do that. I hope your employer um, feels the same way, Axel. Good on you! That's, it, that's an amazing use of your time during furlough. Really inspiring. Um, Cerise from Facebook Messenger, she says, "I'll definitely check out the risk assessment on Ferilio's site. I'll do the Lighthouse guys are amazing. They're so practical." Will the government introduce fines to businesses that don't carry out risk assessments uh, or fall short with social distancing measures? Well, they've said that they will. Um, so I think it is something that we need to take seriously. It's fiendishly difficult and I don't think anyone should um, underestimate just how difficult it is for many of us to, you know, go through that planning process and uh, spend more money on putting up shields or putting up markers whatever it is that we need to do to get people back safely into um, workplaces but ultimately the health and safety executive have said that this is an extension of the existing legal obligations that employers have so we already have legal obligations to keep people safe in the premises and the properties for which we're responsible whether that's a shop an office a canteen for which we're responsible. So these guidelines, although they're called guidelines, are essentially an extension of existing legal obligations. So yes, um, they they do mean to randomly spot check. They've made that clear, um, and they do mean to enforce it. And fines, you know, are one of the things that could result from that. Like many of the regulators in these times, I think the, the general kind of tone from the health and safety executive is we're going to try to be understanding. If we can see that you've tried and it's really tricky, then a fine probably isn't the immediate result of not quite being compliant. But if you're putting lives at risk um, and you haven't really made that effort, or you haven't done that risk assessment, um, then yeah, it's it's much harder to say I, I don't deserve a fine. I think The biggest vulnerability that we all have as businesses is actually not the HSE's inspectors turning up on the doorstep and and randomly spot-checking us. It's our employers whistleblowing to the HSE and saying, I'm not safe, I'm not happy, I'm not being looked after, or customers too. And the amount of of sort of press and and public um, noise that's been made around the sort of COVID-secure guidelines means that plenty of people are aware that if they're not safe, and we're all slightly anxious about being in the workplace or going into potentially more crowded environments, you know there is a strong chance that people will actually, you know, report businesses to the HSE. So it's a risk that's not worth taking. The assessment, though, is very straightforward. You can work through it as a tick box. Most of it is deeply pragmatic. Much of it is stuff that we probably would be doing ordinarily anyway, or maybe an extension of that. But if you do have any questions, um, series, please let us know. We can connect you with Lighthouse if you need uh, a bit more support too. So so do let us know. Simon from Twitter DM has said, I run a micro marketing shop. My financial wealth advisor put me in the direction of a small jewelry as a new client. They don't have much marketing budget. So he has negotiated that I take 15% of their business. Wow, that's very creative. Are there any pitfalls to this model that I need to be aware of? Um, It's really interesting, actually. This is such a good question. It reminds me a lot of what happened in the dot-com era where lots of advisors, lots of people supporting um, tech businesses at the time took a percentage of ownership or equity rather than payment as a fee. Um, I would say, first off, Simon, just make sure it's really clearly documented so that um, your relationship and the expectations of everybody are really clearly set out. Frilly can help you with the templates on that, but it really is important that you anchor that. So that if anything later changes, you know that your interest is protected. You also know exactly what your obligations to the new jewellery client are. So definitely get it, it documented. Sometimes when people see it written down as well, it focuses the mind. So it's important that the jewelry client understands that you know, yes, you're taking a 15% stake. But ultimately, you are delivering value. This isn't free. So you are going to want to see certain metrics and criteria uh, to make sure that, you know, they're following your advice. They're doing what you want them to be doing and that that relationship, as I say, is very clear. Benita from Facebook Messenger, as a relatively newly established startup, what tips do you have for someone who's setting up their own team? Do you know what I did, Benita? I started our team predominantly with freelancers. I think a lot of us are pushed down the route of employing people immediately. It's a big responsibility. It's quite costly um, to, to hire people as employees first time over. And often the people who you start with aren't necessarily the people who you follow the journey through. It can change quite fast as well in the early stages. So sometimes you might want to consider using freelancers to sort of power boost you for. They're highly qualified. There's lots of them out there. Um, particularly right now because the corporates have lowered I think their outsourcing arrangements. So there's some tip top people out there um, who, you know, if they are affordable, could really power you forward. And it gives you that breathing space to then to decide what kind of employee you need further on. There are two things I would say to you is if you're using freelancers, they often charge VAT or they can charge VAT, you can claim that back. That's a really good way of counterbalancing some of your spend. The second is, Forilio has a template called the Pass the Baton plan. It's a really cool thing to do when you're starting up as a a founder of the business. It's a little quadrant. Um, I think you can find it in the guide on golden potential and sort of conserving your well-being as a founder. But what it essentially does is it takes you, you, yourself, and it says, these are the things I love. These are the things I hate. These are the things the business needs me to do regardless of what I feel about them. (laughs) And these are the things that somebody else could do better. If you go through that list and you work out each of those quadrants, it forms a really neat recruitment plan as well. So you can start identifying the, the skills, the talents, the support that you most need, and then you can look at what the job description or indeed the, the, the freelance or outsource support around that is. There's a marvellous guide called um, How to Hire Your First Employee uh, on Forillio. It will take you through all your... Uh, support choices. So all the people that you could look at, including freelancers, including employees, interns, apprentices, etc. will help you work that out. It will help you work out who you can afford and what the the costs are. And then if it is an employee that you decide you want to take on board or more than one, it will give you a, a sort of a master recipe for what you need to do that with all the materials that you can DIY your way through too. So that's a really good way of doing it. But don't necessarily jump in and assume that employment is the natural course for building your team at the outset. I hope that helps. Um, It was a real revelation to me. Um, Right, Ahmed from Twitter DM. I think you might be my last question, Ahmed. Hi, Merle. I'm a freelance graphic designer. I love graphic designers. And I luckily have not been too much affected by COVID-19. I've done some work for a client where they failed to pay two invoices. What can I do so I can get the money we need? There is a cracking guide on Firilio about what happens when people don't pay you on time. Ahmed, please follow that through. It's a master recipe that we created with some of our experts. Keep it personal if you can. Don't jump straight into threatening letters. Sometimes that sense of guilt, this is really important. We agreed this, you haven't paid me, works better than any form of correspondence. Um, And check the terms too, because sometimes just reminding people if they don't pay, you have the ability to charge late payment interest on it. Can really help you. So, But follow the guide through, Ahmed. I really hope that helps. Reach out on the live chat if you've got any questions. Right. Well, um, I think I need to wrap up. Guys, thank you so much for allowing me to answer your questions and sharing what's important to you this morning. Any further questions, please get in touch with QuickBooks support team on Facebook or Frilio. Um, we can help you. Both of us in combination can help you solve your everyday business and legal needs coming up on ask the expert tomorrow you really don't want to miss this one I'm super excited I'm tuning in for Ariona she's back um, Ariona is the managing director of majors Accounts. Um, And she's been nominated for Independent Firm of the Year, Go Ariona, um, by the British Accountancy Awards. She's also been nominated for three awards um, for the Women in Accounting and Finance uh, Awards 2022. Really don't miss Ariona's session. She always has heaps of uh, great advice and wisdom to share. And you've got an award winner amongst you guys. Um, That's super cool. A reminder that if you need any more advice, please do join the official Intuit QuickBooks Small Business Community on Facebook. It is where the conversation is at um, and you'll find plenty of people on hand 24-7 to answer more questions and get you what you need right now. In the meantime, guys, again, thank you very much for having me. Stay safe and hopefully I'll see you again soon.